back because the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harridge here with the Daily Variety Investing Podcast. Hope you had a good day today. We just wrapped up a hell of a month, didn't we? Month of November is in the books, and uh, it was the best month in over a year for the markets. Here are the, here's the uh, the raw numbers. Um, Dow Jones uh, broke a three-month losing streak, finishing up for the month of November with gains of 8.9%. Right at that same level, looks like SP 500 up 8.9% as well in November, while NASDAQ led all three up 10.7%. Again, best monthly performance since July of last year. Um, we're looking at, uh, but the SP 500 and NASDAQ are now about 1% away from the 2023 highs. However, that doesn't tell the whole story, does it? By the way, uh, Dow Jones today up 520 points. Hell of a day today, up 1.5% on the back of Salesforce earnings, which just destroyed it. Salesforce, of course, in the Dow Jones, finished up over 9% today, uh, propelled everything. Kind of quiet elsewhere, actually. SP 500 uh, was up 17 points. That's 4 tenths of 1%. Rust 2000 up 3 tenths of 1%. NASDAQ was actually down. But it only finished down 32 points. It had been down as much as 130, 140 points uh, and then rallied back. Semiconductors today at one point were down close to 2%, finishing down 1.1%. Uh, this is rotational, folks. This is, what, this is what happens in every big bull market, every healthy bull market. These rotations take place. You want to see them. Uh, you've got to have – you can't have the same group. For example, the semiconductors, which are up over 90% in the last year. They just can't keep – trees don't grow to the sky overnight. So you need to have breathers, right? And it's very healthy. It's normal. It's bull, it's, it's exactly what bull markets do. Um, so that, that's all fine and good. Uh, the Dow Jones has lagged, of course. So that makes sense. The Dow now is now playing some catch-up. A lot of value names in the Dow Jones that have just not really participated and that's really been the story. You know, we've had, again, the Magnificent Seven everybody talks about uh, that have led the market higher. And now a rising tide is starting to lift all boats. I want to cover this with you because <clears throat> this is a simple concept, but it seems to escape uh, some of the uh, smart perma bears, if you will. So let's cover it here. Here's the distance we are from all-time highs. You just said, what are we, a one uh, – no, I'm sorry – this is from all time, not 52 highs. This is distance from all time highs. Uh, this is as of uh, 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 Tuesday closed, by the way. So it's a little dated, but not much. We still, the SP 100 and Dow Jones still have to go up 4 to 5% to hit all time highs. NASDAQ still has to go up 11% to hit all time highs. NASDAQ 100, only 2%, almost there. Semiconductors, of course, are already at all time highs. NASDAQ, excuse me, small caps, Rust 2000. IWM, the uh, Rose 2000 ETF, has got to go up 24% to hit all-time highs, right? Uh, housing index, of course, another we follow closely. It's only 1% away. It's right there. But that's what the this is a gift the markets are giving us because the one thing you know about a bull market is it's going to take you to new all-time highs. Otherwise, it's not – I don't think it's really a bull market, right? I mean, I don't really – we don't really go for the numbers of oh, markets at 20%. It's a bull market, right? Markets down 10%. That's a correction. We don't, we don't really, those are just, whoever made that up, I guess you got to have, you got to have, you know, those things make it interesting, right? I, I don't, I don't believe you have a new bull market officially until you're at new all time highs. Because otherwise, that's one hell of a weak bull market. And that just is like a, that's just a trading range, you know? So we're going to go to all time highs. That means the markets are, unless something happens, of course, no guarantees. But that means the markets are, we're going to all-time highs. The markets are giving us a gift here. 
on in each of these indexes, including small caps, because this is that bull market, as a refresher. All right, Kip, how can you say that? You don't know. Well, I kind of do. This market is so set up to rock and roll for a long time. You know why? Because there's so many bears out there. And they're always going to be these, uh, you know, they're just, you have some people that are optimists, you have some people that are pessimists, but these perma bears are a special breed. And now they've been invigorated because they have three, they had three bear markets in five years. That's unprecedented. No one even talks about this anymore. And every one of those, the average stock lost more than 40% of its valuation. Okay. Three bear markets in five years with brutality, stocks destroyed. And two of those, uh, two of those, the average stock lost 60% plus. Okay. This all happened again in a very compressed time frame. So what it's done, it's hardened the bearish belief, the negative belief systems out there. And for, for those of us that can recognize what's really happening in the economy, we talk about it all the time here. This is a great setup. You want these bears to stay bearish as long as possible. You hate to see them capitulate. You know, you hate to see them capitulate. When, uh, when Jim uh, uh, Chanos uh, capitulated earlier this week and uh, announced that he's closing his fund, he's a short seller, famed short seller, when he announced he's closing his short selling fund and returning the cash, well, that's only a couple hundred. I mean, it's not like a couple hundred million dollars is a lot of money, but Chanos used to manage eight billion. Eight billion at the peak of the financial crisis. Now he had to uh, admit that okay, all I've done is lose money for better than a decade, and now I'm just I can't take it anymore. I, I can't take the pain. You know uh, why 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 do this? I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna join the bulls and make money because he he knows what's coming. He's you know he, he knows what he he can see the writing on the wall. This is that bull market, or one of right. So we need we, we don't want to see them capitulate. We want to see these perma bears stay in the game as long as possible. That's why I love it, the fact that so many remain so bearish. Um, although again, that's a little bit less now. You know, we're seeing the fear and greed index now has picked back up to like sixty five. AAII, you know, you're looking at really low numbers of bears now. So yeah, short term it's a little concerning. Uh, we're also at extreme we're bottom steroids on the fear investing system. So. You know, we've had this great run. The first half of December is not particularly great. However, the month of December, uh, Tyler just told me, is up on uh, is up seventy four percent of the time on average. So it's it's a great month, it's a bullish month. Um, but anyway, uh, that's the point. We're going to get to all time highs. That's the primary point. We're going to get to all time highs, and then the real bull market. Then the acceleration starts. So this is the warm up act. What we're seeing now is just the warm-up back. It's been a hell of a warm-up back, especially semis, tech, et cetera, uh, housing, of course. But now, we, once we get to all-time highs, which that'll start happening you know, in December, then the accelerated move starts. And then, then we're going to see what we believe is going to be, and we've stated this you know, often, uh, uh, a dot-com-like move higher. I think it started already. Clearly, it started in semiconductors up over 90%, housing stock 65%. You know, a lot of these big tech names are at big time. But we haven't, we're going to see it for an you know, elongated period. Uh, remember, it was five year uh, dot com melt up. I think this is going to be bigger. I really do. Uh, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I mean, I remember the 95 to 2000 melt up pretty clearly. And what I remember about that. Was that I, I'd never heard of these companies. <laughs> it's like, what? They do what? Okay, they somehow work with the internet 
I don't understand anything I just heard. But, you know, they, they come in and they present. They go on road shows. You know, we get you buy us a free lunch. We go listen to them. They want us to buy their stock when it went public and everything so the insiders could sell probably. Bottom line was that 90% of those companies went under business. They were out of business by the, you know, within 10 years. Uh, so the ones that lasted, though, those are the behemoths of today, right? The Amazons, et cetera, uh, the Netflixes. But now you look at these companies, there are so many good companies that are cash flow positive, that are making, that are making, actually producing earnings, positive earnings. That didn't exist in 95 to 2000. That was the birth of all this. And now we're seeing it come to fruition. This is the fun part. And so that's why I believe this is going to be a monster move higher. And the tech, as always, will lead everything higher. Uh, so that's, that's the way we've been playing it. That's what we're going to keep playing it. And again, these pullbacks, like in the semis, incredibly healthy, uh, because again, we, we have hit extreme volatile steroids on all of our, uh, major indexes, except for small caps. So you want to see, and the Dow Jones, you know, wasn't quite there. So it's, it's good to see it jump today, but you want to see again, this consolidation is healthy. All right. Um, what else today? Um, Uh, I want to spend a second on. Uh, we've talked about it a lot this week, actually, on the uh, on the uh, precious metals market. Uh, I will tell you, I'm going to be on the Charles Payne show, scheduled to be on Charles Payne show on Monday, and uh, you know, I'll see if I can't get a little more, little more in depth into these all time highs that are taking place. I, I wrote this up this morning, and I, I know, I know, that I'm sure there's plenty of people that get, that get tired of me uh, talking about this, but. I think there's a there's some kind of a mass psychosis going on. I, I really do. I think there's a mass psychosis happening in this country. I've called it a psyop of negativity. Uh, people think that things are so horrible. They think things are horrible. I'm like, what are you talking about? What what what's horrible? Okay, yeah, inflation's that sucked. Okay, uh, it's been great for businesses. <laughs> it's been great for for retail. They're still able to raise prices, and the reason they're able to do that is because consumer spending has been so so incredible. That's because so much money's out there. And again, I, I've just never bought into this nonsense that the average person only has like a, a couple of months of liquidity uh, in case something were to go wrong. I've I, I've been hearing that for three decades, and I, I didn't believe it then. I've never believed it. I don't think it's even close to being true. I think we're being lied to. Where does this data come from? Where, where are they getting this information, right? Where are they getting it from? We just accept it to be true. It's not true. Here's how I know. Home prices, all-time high. Net equity in homes, all-time high. 68% of Americans own at least one home. One-third of Americans own their home outright without any debt on it. That's, these are all records. Consumer net worth, all-time high. Credit scores, all-time high. This is everybody, folks. More, again, 68% of Americans own at least one home. Think about that. Uh, credit scores all time high, mortgage defaults right at all time lows, and again America has deleveraged significantly. We we learned, didn't we, from the financial crisis? We did. We learned we never wanted to be in that situation again, and we've cut our debt by twenty five percent to disposable income, uh, and the corporate corporate debt to market value since the fifty year lows. This is this is uh, this is a an I've said it before. I don't I don't care if I feel if I seem out of touch because it's just reality. This is a magical time to be in this country. Financially speaking, it is. I also recognize there are two Americas. I, I, I grew up in one of those Americas. It wasn't the one that we all want to be in. All right, so I understand that. 
But growing up in that America, in that second America, I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to be in that first America. And I worked my ass off to get there. This is the way it works. So you have to forgive me if I don't have a lot of patience for the whiners that want to sit back and complain about how their life sucks. Well, get to work, man. You've, there's never been more opportunity than there is today. You can do anything. Go drive an Uber or another thousand things that the this uh, this gig economy has set up for you. Right? Get your head out of your butt. Stop complaining. Get to work. Join the rest of us that are working 60, 70 hours a week and loving what we're doing. Okay? But stop the complaining. And let's stop buying into this negative, this psyop of negativity. Now, I think it goes deeper than that. And I've said this before. I'll say it again. I've been saying this for over a decade. Okay? I don't think it's an accident. It's, it's not just happening. We're not just being fed this negative data. This is planned. This is planned. Because <clears throat> the more the market goes up, right, that, that, that certain people aren't investing because they're told things are so bad. I know these people. <laughs> they follow me on Twitter. They just can't believe it. They're just like their heads are exploding because they're buying into all the negative stuff they're seeing from their favorite uh, uh, perma bears, right? And they're like, it's all going to crash. How can you be so stupid? Don't you see what's happening here? I'm like, okay, well, good luck with that. You know, I, I'm going to go in a different direction. I wish you well. Uh, but but uh, the bottom line is there so many people are, are being kept out of investing, out of the housing market, out of real estate, out of being an entrepreneur because they believe that things are about to crash. The whole thing is going to come tumbling down. And that's when their, I guess, their money in the mattress is going to be. Well, how does that even work? Don't, I mean, their their complaint is that hyperinflation or you know underlying inflation is destroying their purchasing power, right? So they're not putting the money in the mattress. That'd be the last thing you do, I guess. Maybe they're buying gold and silver. I applaud that. Outstanding. That's a great move. I'm going to cover that next. But I don't. I just have never understood the benefit from being a negative person. And there's a couple of people in my life that I'm really close to. We get into this on a regular basis. Uh, <laughs> I should have him on a podcast one of these days so we can go back and forth on this because it doesn't matter what I tell Wayne Allen Root. Sorry, Wayne, you got thrown in the bus. It does not matter the facts that I give him. He sends me article after article, most from Joe Hedge, article or Gateway Pundit, article after article after article about how things suck. And how it's all going to come tumbling down, right? I'm like, Wayne, I, this is what I say to Wayne. I say, Wayne, who wrote that article? Well, I don't know. I said, you know me. We go back 20 plus years. I, I write, we, Tyler and I write every word we put out. We do the research. I'm telling you, I, I know this. The data I'm telling you is true. I know this to be true. I don't know what you're talking about. Who, who, what stranger wrote this? What AI system wrote this? You know, again, it's a psyop of negativity. And it's designed to keep people negative. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, beyond that, I don't know why they would do it. I just know I've been, I've been very skeptical of zero heads for a very long time. If you know me, you know that to be true. Uh, cause they put out absolute garbage. Now they've gotten better about, cause they, they're now, they're, they're now more balanced, right? And they actually put us some really good work. I read them. But for a long time, it was just hyper negative. You know, everything was going to crash and the world was coming to an end and, and that's just the way it was. Uh, but anyway, I, I do understand there's two different kinds of people. You have a glass half full, half emptying people. Uh, I know which group I'd rather be a part of. It's a lot more fun to be positive and negative. That's what I found. And I always know, bottom line, I'll wrap on this note, America's best days are always ahead of us. Uh, that was a Ronald Reagan thing that really 
you know, that really, uh, that really made me love that guy. You know, he was always such a positive guy. And uh, this was the city of Shining Hill. You know, I think that was actually a Kennedy thing, but, uh, but Reagan said it too. And uh, look, you know, our, 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 our struggles make us stronger. And I think that applies to the United States of America as well. And I just know without a doubt our best days are ahead of us. I think it's going to come uh, in this next election cycle. And I won't get into policy here today, but I will say uh, tonight it's going to be interesting to watch Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis debate. Now, if Ron DeSantis does not mop the floor with this communist from California, he's a good-looking guy, though. He's very bright, okay? But if Ron DeSantis doesn't wipe the floor with him, then he shouldn't be president, right? And, and he shouldn't get elected. He will. This is a slam dunk. It'll be fun to watch him do it. Uh, he's a class act, though. I think he'll do it in a very intelligent fashion. I'm looking forward uh, to watching that tonight on Fox. Unfortunately, Sean Hannity is doing this, and he is uh, he, he's very difficult to watch. <laughs> a lot of you know what I'm talking about. He's going to spend more time talking about himself than he will ask him questions. That's for sure. Okay, let's get into the internals today. <clears throat> um, again, kind of a quiet day here. Uh, NASDAQ uh, was flat on the day, actually slightly positive uh, VA's decline on volume. NASDAQ was uh, one, one and a half to one negative. NYSE better, 1.7 to one positive on a VA's decline. Volume was really good today. The volume was, uh, this is two and a half to one positive uh, for uh, NYSE. Again, a lot of positivity coming from the uh, Salesforce, Salesforce earnings. And again, wrapping up a great month of November. Uh, 52 Kais Lowe's came in positive. Uh, by about 30 issues, but it's still, it was a, it was a mixed to positive day. Uh, so not, not too bad to get wrapped up a fantastic month. Our sector watch today, uh, much better here. We had, uh, eight sectors finished higher, three finished lower, led to the upside by healthcare and industrials and financials, all up better than 1% to the downside communication services, which is really tech, down 1%, again, semis down 1.3% today, uh, taking a breather. From extreme overbought on steroids. Uh, in our commodity watch, and this is again, we just spend more time on this uh, uh, because when we find a group that we really think is going to move, uh, we really want to start pounding the table on it. Okay. And uh, look, it doesn't, I'm going to be amazed if precious metals and miners don't really rock and roll here. Uh, let's talk about this, uh, the, the various uh, commodities did today, and I'll come back to this. Gold today was actually down $9 an ounce. 2037, what is that, 50 bucks away from an all-time high? Silver up today, 1%, up 24 cents announced at 25.32. Silver, which is common, commonly happens, is actually outperforming gold by a pretty wide margin here. I'll cover that more in a moment. Copper um, uh, was up uh, today, what is that, 3 cents a pound at 3.85 a pound. Copper's been in contango by the most like in 20 years. So, you know, uh, there's, a, there's a shortage of copper uh, in the futures markets all out of whack. That's what the contango is. And that typically means copper is going to be on a good run. I think that's interesting because it tells us the global, Dr. Copper, right? That tells us the global economy is going to come back. That's another theme of ours for next year. I think China is going to have a hell. All the news coming out of China is negative, 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 negative. I mean, it, it feels to me like it's propaganda, okay? It feels very much like propaganda to me. I think a lot of, I think Chinese tech is going to be the play. And we are, this is, I'm talking in our book, right? But I think Chinese tech is going to have a hell of a year next year. I think the global economy is going to come back. I still wouldn't want to invest in their markets over the hours, but I think there's some very attractive plays there. Uh, this is the place to be. Crude oil, 
today down, gave it was up yesterday, back down today, down 222 a barrel at uh, 75.63. And uh, Bitcoin today, very quiet, up 25 at 37,739. Again, looking for a major move higher in, in Bitcoin. Okay, coming back to gold here. Wrote this up this morning. Uh, I'll just cover it briefly. If I can find it. So I think I think this would surprise most people because it surprised me. When I, honestly, surprised me when I ran the numbers from the from the bear market lows of last fall. Okay, the Dow Jones is up twenty percent. Okay, not bad. Gold's up twenty six percent. Silver's up forty three percent. Okay, wow, right? Silver's up more than twice what the Dow Jones is in just over a year, and the miners are also up twice the amount of the Dow forty percent. Two times the Dow Jones returns. That surprised me when I saw this because it doesn't feel like that's the case, right? It doesn't to me. It feels like they've gone nowhere. And I guess in the you know in the big scheme of the last two years, they really haven't. But you look at the chart and it does tell a different picture. It's the technicals that are so interesting here. Because number one, GDX, the minor ETF, has broken out of what is really a triple top formation, flashing a good buy signal. And it's got a very well-defined inverse head and shoulders formation. A lot of people have been pointing this out. We wrote it up a couple days ago. And if you do a measured move, you're looking at a double from here. So uh, here's what we know for sure. Gold, again, is what? 40, 50 bucks worth of all-time highs, right? But the miners are 40 to 70%, but depending on big cap or small cap, the miners are 40 to 70% below their highs of three years ago. Gold is almost at an all-time high, and the miners have got... Again, about 50%. The, the GDX, the minor ETF, would have to jump 48% just to get back to where it was three years ago, which is when gold hit an all-time high. So uh, I think with, again, the, 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 it's not, it's the fundamental setup is so good too. Seasonality, this is a very bullish time to own precious metals and miners. The dollars resumed to spare market. We covered that a lot here. Interest rates are moving sharply lower. They didn't today, but the, uh, again, the, we, the, the bond market uh, it's had the best move, uh, November's best month in four decades, four decades for the bond market, right? So <clears throat> these are all really positive macro setups for precious metals and miners. I'll be amazed if this group doesn't go. Uh, but again, it's not, it's something everybody sees. I mean, this is, you, it's not hard to do this research. A lot of people wear, especially if you're a gold bulk like me, you, you're aware of this. So <clears throat> it's an obvious thing. Is that a value trap? Are we walking into a value trap? I do not think so. I do not think so because there's one more theme that not enough people I think are talking about that we have started talking about here. Fed front running. Bond bond guys that were short the bond market are now going long the bond market in front of the Fed, knowing, knowing, knowing that they're going to uh, 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 bring rates down. So the get the smart money is getting in front of the Fed, doing the Fed's job for them. Guess what that's going to lead to? Probably more QE. Now I don't know when. Uh, the economy is so strong, frankly. I, I honestly, you know, we may not have QE again for a while because the economy is so inherently strong. But gravity is taking over for rates. We've had a great reset. Gravity's taking over, and that's going to propel this. Again, it's a great macro setup for this group, and plus the fact the miners are just so incredibly dirt cheap. Um, all right, folks, listen, that's it for the day. Hope you had a great day and a better night. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.